Are you finally ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. The excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. Get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on the action with your favorite teams and players from the NFL, MLB, NHL, Gold, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Right now at WinBet, you can find great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport. WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. So I haven't really gotten to this one. Uh, Kind of was hanging out with people yesterday, and I didn't really feel like talking about this game too much. I'm sure a lot of you agree with that. But anyway, uh, just wanted to talk about this game and everything else that went down uh, and before, obviously, the Colts go to play the Jets this week. Uh, they're going to be playing Thursday night football. Cody and I will be there. So, again, anyone showing up to the Thursday night football uh, Thursday night football game, make sure you all uh, let us know. We can say hi. Uh, I know we'll both be there. Um, so, let's kind of break this game down here a little bit. Uh First off, I'm just going to mention that there's almost no one here that's without some kind of blame, right? I mean, like, there's probably a few individuals that really rose to the occasion and, you know, everything else. So, for the most part, this was a whole team uh, effort here and why we lost this game. First things first, I might as well just start with Let's just start with the players first, and then we'll go into the coaching aspect of everything. So, got to mention Carson Wentz, right? That's the one that everybody's been talking about. Uh, 27 of 51 yesterday for 231 yards. Three touchdowns to two interceptions. One of those interceptions was the pick six, and then the other interception was the game-sealing interception in overtime that forced the uh, the game to the Titans. Uh, was only sacked once during this game. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, this game, you can't exclude Carson Wentz out of the argument, right? I mean, Carson Wentz did have two bad plays that he shouldn't have made, right? And... Uh, you know, there, there it, it sucked because I can kind of break down that first interception. Uh, I, I hoped that he would have just thrown that away uh, instead of doing what he did. You know, I wish that he would have done something differently. Now, granted, a lot of things could have happened had he done that. 
right? I mean, a lot of things could have been uh, done differently, right? It's, let's say for some weird reason that – let's just say for some weird reason he threw that downward and they called intentional grounding. Let's say they called intentional grounding. Now, granted, I know that Moali Cox was very close to the uh, area where Carson could have thrown it. But then again, the ref could have potentially not seen him. And if they had thrown that flag, there's no way to challenge that kind of flag. And that would have been a safety, would have gave the Tennessee Titans the lead, and then would have gave them the ball. Uh, nevertheless, you know, Wentz still shouldn't have thrown that ball, but it was a very, very impossible situation. Uh, very, very impossible situation. And I wished we had done something differently. I'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, and then obviously the interception in overtime, just not excusable. Should have hit Jonathan Taylor. And that would have been it would have been a, a much different outcome. So it's rough. Uh, and unfortunately, this is probably the only game this year where Carson Wentz had a bad game and a bad ending to the game as well. I mean, this whole season we've been talking about Carson Wentz being clutch. I mean, Carson Wentz, clutch, 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 clutch. And you know, he actually was a little bit clutch in that last drive of the fourth quarter, but still gave up the 10 points that put the Titans in this win. So, you know, Carson deserves quite a bit of blame there. Uh, then you go to the rushing game. Jonathan Taylor, 16 carries for 70 yards, four and a half yards carry and a touchdown. Uh, Hines, one carry for two yards. Wentz had three carries for 11 yards. Um, You know, I I know I kind of harped on this uh, in on Twitter over the last two days. And I just, I'll go back to this here in a little bit. Um, I'll go back to that because we're going to talk about the coaches. But... Nevertheless, uh, Jonathan Taylor had a good game. Uh, another 16 carries for 70 yards and a touchdown. Also had three catches for 52 yards. So another 100-plus yard scrimmage day for him. Uh, and receiving. A lot of drops in this game. Uh, and, and a lot of those were from Ashton Doolin. Uh, Doolin was targeted four times in this game and did not catch any of the passes that he, uh, that he had gone to. Uh, I mean, I know Doolin a couple times got hit with, uh, got the raw end of the stick when it came to the pass coverage and everything else, but that's, that's just inexcusable to get targeted four times and drop that many passes. It's just inexcusable. Uh, Molly Cox had no receptions in this game. Again, a bunch of drops in this game. I mean, Molly Cox, I mean, there was a bunch of those 
that could have really helped the Colts go a different way. And he dropped a bunch. Uh, Jack Doyle had two catches in that game uh, and had a touchdown. Uh, one of the, I think it was the, it, yeah, it was the one that gave us the 21 17 lead or uh, the 24 21 lead in the third quarter. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, two catches for 16 yards, obviously in concussion protocol now, and he's not going to be ready for Thursday. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I love that people kept saying that Carson left T.Y. Hilton out to dry there. T.Y. Hilton was getting hit regardless, y'all. Don't really care where it was at or why. He was getting hit. And T.Y.'s got to catch it. And it's just how it is. Uh, Hines, four catches for 22 yards. Pascal, five catches for 43 yards. And Michael Pittman... It was the big one yesterday. Ten catches on 15 targets uh, for 86 yards and two touchdowns. He had about he had about 20% of Carson Wentz's targets yesterday. Uh, so again, I, I mentioned who it was that I was disappointed in. Uh, I, I'm in, I'm glad with what Michael Pittman provided once again. I uh, was happy with the few catches we did get from Zach Pascal, even though he had a, a drop in that game also. I'll pretty much say it. Outside of Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman, nobody really showed up in the receiving game yesterday. Uh, I mean, except Jack Doyle, too. Jack Doyle only had two catches and only had two targets, but he ended up getting the touchdown, so he did his job. Offensive line yesterday. Thought offensive line did pretty decent yesterday. You know, Wentz only did get sacked once. Uh, there was a couple more times he got pressured, but you know, I, I felt like for the most part we were able to keep him honest. Uh, we were able to run the ball very efficiently with Jonathan Taylor for most of that game, and Carson for the most part had a pocket to throw in. So I, I felt like the Offense did a relatively decent job, just offensive line had way too many penalties on it. Holdings, just killing us. Uh, I know there was a couple that I mentioned on the stream that I thought were complete and utter BS, but there were a few that you just can't do, and that's what stalls drives. Now going to the defense here. Early on in this game, and for a good chunk of the game, actually, um, I felt good about what the defense was doing. Uh, obviously, Kenny Moore having a phenomenal day had a, uh, you know, obviously did a lot of things, making great tackles, uh, had the interception. And the uh, on the second play, and I mean, I'll say it. I mean, the Colts did a really good job against the run, uh, outside of a of like the two uh, bootleg runs that Ryan Tannehill had. I mean, Derrick Henry was held to two and a half yards carry. 
Now, granted, uh, he was not at 100%, and he obviously suffered a bad foot injury in this game. Uh, do I believe that Derrick Henry would have done much more had that foot injury not happened? I don't really believe so. Uh, I think Derrick Henry probably would have gotten an extra 10, 15 yards, but I think that's about it. Uh, we've kind of seen the trend of that. So overall, outside of Tannehill, I, mean, I thought the Colts did a really good job of containing Derrick Henry and doing what needed to do. I mean, that Colts defense at the very beginning let Henry get absolutely nothing. But then we go to the passing aspect of this. Tannehill finished yesterday with a 23 of 33 with 265 yards, three touchdowns to two interceptions. Now, again, on paper, that doesn't look a whole lot more impressive than what Carson Wentz did. Obviously, you look at the fact that Carson Wentz threw the ball 18 more times and only had four more completions. But Tannehill's receivers also didn't drop the ball as much as Wentz's did yesterday. Uh, Tannehill was sacked three times. Uh, felt that at times the Colts did a really good job of getting pressure. And then other times we just didn't. And what the times that we didn't, Ryan Tannehill absolutely cooked us. A.J. Brown yesterday on 11 targets, 10 catches, 155 yards, and one touchdown. That 57-yard touchdown run. Immediately the play after Tyquan Lewis had intercepted the ball, blew his knee out running, and fumbled the football and gave it back to Tennessee. Prayers up to Tyquan Lewis, by the way. Uh, really hoping for you, praying that you make a full recovery, and I really wish you the absolute best. But man, that play. That play is just a perfect description of what this team has gone through all year long. It's just injuries and then beating ourselves in the process. Now, granted, I understand it that, you know, Taekwon Lewis was in a severe amount of pain, I'm sure, in that time. And it's impossible to really hold on to the football during that way you're trying to grab at the knee. I, I get that. And I'm, I'm not going to really harp on that one too much because, you know, I mean, I understand how it is. And, but man, it's still, it's still freaking hurts. And then sure enough, play right after it. Xavier Rhodes, just don't push A.J. Brown out of bounds, and he's gone. I mean, this defense in general has really just been a big disappointment in late games. It's just been a big disappointment in a lot of different ways. The amount of times we beat ourselves by committing stupid turnovers or stupid penalties. And I'm not even going to talk about the roughing the passer BS that they called in that game. 
Kamoko Ture had absolutely nothing to do with that. There is no reason that should have been a roughing the passer. I will die on that hill. And Darius Leonard, eight tackles yesterday, but, you know, there really wasn't anything, but there wasn't any more to it than that. You know, he didn't have a, uh, did not have a turnover yesterday. Um, had a pass deflection, tackle for a loss. Uh, Kenny Moore was our second leading tackler with nine. O'Kara Kay was our leader with 12. Um, talking about some of these plays, I mean, Quiddy Pay, one tackle yesterday, one. Kamoko Ture, one tackle yesterday. And that came off the sack late in the game. Taekwon Lewis, one tackle, had the interception, uh, which obviously eventually came back to end up fumbling it again. DeForest Buckner had a sack yesterday, only two tackles. I mean, Grover Stewart yesterday, just a beast in the run game, had five tackles, had... Uh, one tackle for a loss. He was really uh, active there in the middle. But, you know, I, I, I kind of want to talk about why it is that that defense goes the way it does. Uh, and then, you know, that kind of comes back to coaching a little bit as well. Uh, and obviously, Dio Dangbo's season debut yesterday didn't really play a whole lot. That was to be expected. I kind of predicted that. But I just still can't get over the fact that we continue to lose these games the way we do. I mean, I mentioned it and I kind of had it in the back of my mind how dangerous A.J. Brown was going to be in this game. A.J. Brown cooked us. All freaking game, man. There was just absolutely nothing that the Colts could do to stop him. Nothing. Nothing. And Xavier Rhodes... It's just been a disappointment for a lot of this season. And you think I'm harping on him or something. Cody and I kept saying how important it was to have him back this year. But we truly do not have a corner that we can rely on. Unless you talk about Kenny Moore a little bit. But even then, Kenny Moore's just a great tackler. And Kenny Moore's definitely made some plays in the past and, you know, made a great play against Tennessee, made the one great play early on. But there's just not been any kind of lockdown presence in this secondary whatsoever. None. Not to mention it hurt having Kari Willis go out early in this game. So the Colts had both of their safeties out for this game. 
Then you have to rely on guys like George Odom and Andrew Sandejo. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. The Colts just couldn't do anything. Nothing. And, you know, like, the sad part is, is that I wish, I don't know why, I, I don't know, maybe... Somebody like Lawrence Owen or or Zach Hicks can remind me of it because they watch a lot more film than I do. Maybe they or maybe any of you guys could tell me like how aggressive the Colts corners were in this game or their safeties. Because to me, it really didn't seem like they were. Maybe that was by design. Maybe it was not by design. But either way, it didn't work. And whatever Tannehill threw late in, after that first quarter, it was almost always accurate. And it was almost always caught. And it almost always resulted in seven or eight yards every single time they threw the football. I don't understand how it gets so rough the way it does when we're trying to do I don't I don't know how much of the blame to put on anybody. I mean I, I don't even know at this point because I keep getting it in my head all the time. This defense should not be having this problem. It should not be having this problem so often. You have the second best defensive tackle in the in the league in DeForest Buckner. You have a top five, easily top five linebacker in the league in Darius Leonard. You easily have a great young group of safeties in Julian Blackman and... Kari Willis. You have the best slot corner in football in Kenny Moore. You have a very good outside zone corner in Xavier Rhodes. I just don't quite understand how it continues to have this many problems go on. And I don't know. I can't even really, I can't go into the mind of a, Matt Eberflus, and I can't quite understand it. I just think that an adjustment needs to be made on the defense because it's just the scheme is not working. Maybe that's on Ballard. Maybe that's on Ballard for not bolstering the defense even more. Because, you know, you look outside of DeForest Buckner, who do the Colts have? Who do the Colts have on the defensive line? I mean, Grover Stewart's a great defensive tackle. 
but he's a run-stopping defensive tackle at the end of the day. He is not a get-after-the-quarterback type of defensive tackle. And, you know, we look at all the edge rushers. Ballard's whiffed on all of them. Kamoko Ture gets you one tackle a game. Quiddy Pay right now is just is still a rookie. I mean, you can't rely on him to do the workload that you want him to do. And you look at guys like Ben Banigou, who they drafted three years ago. and Or two years ago. He's not... He's not even playing at this point. And, and I mean, Taekwon Lewis, uh, bless his heart, uh, wish, I again, wish him a speedy recovery. But, you know, I mean, Taekwon's been trying. Uh, you know, I think he's getting a few more pressures on the quarterback than the rest of the guys. I mean, how could he Muhammad, you know, I give him some props. You know, he has, he has been our most consistent. He's not been good, not that been that great, but he's been the most consistent. And we're still waiting on Dio. This team just has no edge pressure presence at all. Nothing. And I know that there was three sacks in this game and that's great. I love the fact that we got three sacks, but you know, I mean, there's just, something wrong with the amount of pressures because even yesterday Tennessee still had seven QB hits yesterday, maybe more Colts only had five, but they had three sacks. You know, there's just, and that's just something that needs to be addressed. And, you know, I I talked about it a lot over the last few weeks, like, how much is this team missing a guy like Danico Autry? Like a Justin Houston right now. And how much are we missing a guy like Anthony Walker, who does a good job, who did a good job of making sure our defense was in the right place? Seems kind of obvious we're missing him now. And I mean, it gets into the coaching aspect of it. I don't really know what needs to be done here. I'm just not good enough to understand what needs to be done at that level to get this team fixed up right now because this team just shouldn't be having this many problems. Unless Danico Autry, Justin Houston, Anthony Walker, guys like that were really a lot of the reason why our defense was so dang good. And then, so, I mean, I talked about the defense there. I mean, the defense got to step the frick up, man. We continue to get burned by these offenses like this every single week, and it keeps bringing these teams back into these games when they shouldn't be. The Colts had their hands on the throats of the Titans within eight minutes of that game. Within eight minutes, you had a firm grasp on them and you just let go. You had it right here and just let it go. And 
the offense. I'm not going to say anything that you guys haven't already said. Why are we running it 16 times? Why are we running it 16 times? Wasn't the whole point of coming into this season supposed to be run the damn ball? Guys, I want to tell you something. I want to I want to go through game by game here. So in so in the games this season, let's look at how many rushing attempts Jonathan Taylor has had in this in this season so far. Let's just take a look. Had 17 rushes against Seattle. Had 15 rushes against the Rams. Had only 10 against Tennessee the first time around. We all yelled about how bad that was. Not to mention it was tied for his second highest average yards per run all season. The next week, 16 rushes for 103 yards. Baltimore only had 15 carries. Houston had 14 carries. Last week against San Francisco had 18 carries. That's a season high, by the way. And has 16 this time around. Colts football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Colts tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket services charge, and this allows them to guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices than the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. I know I'm still excited around all the different games that the Indianapolis Colts are going to have this season. I'm excited for some more home games. I'm going to hope to hopefully get to be able to go to a couple home games this year and on the road. And whatever you're doing, TickPick's got you covered there. And if you're looking forward to attending this season as well, whatever game it is, I just recommend TickPick. I think they do a really good job of being able to provide tickets because we all know the hassle of trying to find tickets. So if you are interested, visit TickPick.com slash juice today to save $10 on your first order of Indianapolis Colts tickets. So again, I am just trying to understand why we refuse to run the football. I, I don't understand. I, I know that like, I understand that we can't run the ball 30 plus times a game like Derrick Henry can. I understand that that's not, that's not what I'm asking. I'm not asking for Jonathan Taylor to touch the ball over 25 times every game. Some games you don't have to do that. 
But Jonathan Taylor was averaging four and a half yards a carry yesterday. And it was working for the most part all game. And you continue to let Carson Wentz throw the football 51 times. It should not happen the way that it is happening. It shouldn't. And we hear it every time. Reich stating, this loss is on me. This loss is on me. This loss is on me. Obviously, Reich's not going anywhere. I'm just telling y'all that now. Reich ain't going anywhere. And not like I'm calling for him to be fired right now, but he he's not having a good year calling games. It's just not. And then on top of it, saying that I'm not going to give away my play calling uh, to Marcus Brady. I'm not doing that. You have abandoned... Naheem Hines in the offense altogether. We paid Naheem Hines $18 million this offseason. $18 million. And yet he touches the football every game no more than four times. Last year where he was the leading receiving back in the entire NFL. In this offense, he doesn't even touch the ball. Like, are we really that different of an offense this year that he can't do anything? The one time he touched the football yesterday... It resulted in a touchdown because of the freaking Wildcat, man. JT gets 16 carries yesterday. That's already too low. And Naheem Hines just doesn't really get involved in the offense. And again, I I mentioned it in the play calling on that first and down and 10 at the 8. Why are we running a screen on a first and 10 at the 8-yard line? Why? Why are we not running the football or doing any other play Besides running a screen. I mean, I I don't even know if I would have said run the ball. But, like, anything else? Why are you running a tight end screen? Why? And then having Naeem Hines block for Carson Wentz? makes my head hurt talking about this stuff and that's why I'm probably just going to leave it at that. 
I, I, I can't really talk much more about it at this point. I mentioned every single point of this and, you know, our chances of winning the division at this point are pretty much 1%. I mean, even with Derrick Henry gone, do I see Tennessee losing to the Jags or the Texans this season? No. Both of those teams are at the very bottom of the league. It's just not going to happen. So our chances of winning the division are pretty much gone. Chances to make the playoffs? Very slim. Very slim. Very, very slim. Only reason that we even have a chance at this point is because of the fact that teams like the Chiefs and and the Raiders and and the Browns and these te- and the Steelers and all these other teams that were so damn good last year just suck right now. Don't suck quite as much as we do, at least in certain aspects. But guys, we just can't win against good teams right now. We can't. We get the lead on them. We play really good against them for three quarters, and then we just. <sighs> We just continue to beat ourselves every Sunday and it's getting just damning on my mental health. And it sucks to know that how talented this team is and we continue to see these same results all the time. Really hoping the Colts can win four out of the next five. Doubt it happens because we have two teams that we're playing that are some of the best teams in football right now. But we shall see because it is Sunday. It is NFL football. So anything can happen. Thank you guys again for the support. Greatly appreciate you guys over the last few uh, weeks. Uh, Appreciate all the new subscribers we have been getting. Greatly appreciate you all. Uh, We'll be doing a couple more giveaways here very soon. Uh, Again, everyone, thank you who entered into the last one. Thank you guys again so much for the support. And as always, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.